Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles. And yes, we're still in that maze of tests. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get out of this place. Are we nearly there yet? <laughs> I'm David Knight, your dungeon master, and I'm joined by these persevering puzzle paragons. So say hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Thank hi. you. I would like to officially submit my application to Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> very qualified. I'm very not qualified. Yeah. After this, just like yeah, show them, show them the working. Uh, shall we solve this thing? Let's do yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Let's cue really, the thing. Really, really nice. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice. Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice. Seize your sheets and D20. Let's play D&D. Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand. You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans. Take a turn when checks are missed. Roll initiative. Brandish your blades. Don't fail your saves. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is your story. No guts, no glory. Confront your fate with every roll. Every Inside one who will pay the price, then chance of success will rest upon the dice. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is no small rolls. So, working your way through the Wingthrop tests, you focused on how the cube like forge worked, and after inadvertently scolding the party by activating it too soon, you set to work deciding which of the various metals needed to be placed in which of the various hatches. Once the puzzle was complete, you were left with a large black sphere, and no idea what to do with it. After healing up, you moved into the last room that contained an obsidian slab and a message from the mysterious K that simply said, Defend yourself. With crossbow-wielding golems in each corner, trained on a set of goggles, you decided to take a short rest before tackling the danger. You all gathered tight on one side of the obsidian slab, and Enkidu's mage hand lifted the goggles, 
at which point the golems fired round after round of crossbow bolts at the spectral appendage. With a shatter from Gaius and the golems distracted, you all launched into attack. And that's where we're at. So, uh, can everybody remind me what it is that you all attacked with and then roll your damage? Uh, my darts. Chromatic orb. Firebolt. Shatter. I am not attacking. <laughs> Natural 20. Yeah. Oh, wait, David said he could just roll damage. He didn't say to roll. Oh, just damage. No, roll your attack. Roll your oh, attack. damn it. <laughs> you definitely no, said roll listening. damage. I, I think I might have said roll damage. Oh. But. Can I roll 20 points of damage, please? Mm, not with a dart, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you, just to clarify, are you all, because Gaius did attack one already, one golem in a corner. Are you all attacking that same one? I think, I think we are, so. yeah. I think that was the plan. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah, cool, cool. So I know you were all attacking the same target, just clarifying that it's the one that's already had damage. I rolled a natural two for an 11. You're very distracted by the constant firing of arrows. Unnatural 25. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Because yeah. I usually can do an extra attack, can I have thrown two darts at once if Wendelin's ambidextrous? I'll allow it. Yeah, being cheeky. Yeah, this is this is kind of a loose in, uh, initiative because obviously the golems are continually firing at Enkidu's mage hand floating in the space. So whilst none of them are targeting any of you, I'm going to let you sort of all take an action. Uh, they'll they'll fire another round of bolts at the hand, and then you can go again if you fancy and do another action. So yeah, what's all of the damage? Not because I missed. Oh, uh, I've got to do a save for the um... con save. That's a natural twenty. I'm really sorry. Oh, disadvantage. Disadvantage. That is a uh, 12. Yep, that does not succeed. Mm. Nice. Nine damage on a chromatic orb, please. Nice. Uh, no damage from Orin. How much damage from Gwendolyn? Pew, pew! 13 points of damage. Nice. And how much from Shatter? Uh, 19 points of thunder damage. Ooh. Yeah. I wish I could, with my darts, be like, 180! <laughs> 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 So with all of these um, spell effects and darts and things flying over into the uh, the golem in the corner, it's still active. I mean, this is a solid metal uh, thing, so it's it's still going. You can see that, like you know, there are quite a few cracks and quite a few markings now down it. So like the the, the action of like reloading the crossbow and lifting it up to fire again is not as smooth as it was, but unfortunately, it is still firing. Oh, I have a question actually. Hmm. Not to you. Uh mysterious man <laughs> sorry <laughs> who are you talking to <laughs> who the hell are you <laughs> why it is I it's Kate it's Kate question why don't you get the goggles and harbor them in between the two golems so they keep I firing at each other I was about to do that Ooh. I had that thought oh. yeah between them yeah. yes. yes do it do Guy. it um, yeah I'll hover it I'll hangle it in front of the one that's been hit the most that is very clever oh. that is yeah. very clever I like yeah. that a lot I like that oh I like yeah. that a lot great minds though. yeah big brain are you sure you're not a wing from mm. um, so yeah as you sort of move the uh, the mage hand back yeah the two sort of in the further corners behind the uh, the obsidian slab do get a clearer shot of it but then the two that you can see start yeah the, you can see that their arrows their bolts are flying through the hand and start impaling each other how much damage are they doing each time yeah I'm gonna minor illusion some popcorn <laughs> <laughs> you could just sit against the obsidian wall I know right <laughs> 
take another short rest, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly, there still will be one that we have to like destroy. That's fine. We'll gang up on it and just like break it. So you all, um, yeah, you all pause for a brief moment uh, as you sort of watch these uh, these statues attacking each other. Uh, the one that you've already damaged after two rounds of crossbow bolts stops moving. <laughs> However, obviously, it had fired two rounds back at the other uh, golem, so that now has four crossbow bolts sticking out of various points in its chest. It continues to fire at the the now immobile golem through the through the mage hand. Put it between two more golems, Enkidu. Yeah, yeah. I just ro- I just rotate it clockwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me do a quick quick bit of maths. Over I mean, here, we can help it along a little Come bit. Says Orin, adjusting his blowtorch, ready to just sort of. It could be like I, I can't hold this spell forever. <laughs> I'll give I'll give bardic inspiration to one of the golems. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Just really, yeah, it's really trying it one. You can't smell what this rock is cooking. Hey. hey. Or is it metal? Um, and actually, again, as you sort of move it round clockwise, uh, after again two rounds of more of crossbow bolts the other golem that you can see powers down it stops working however the other two on the other side of the obsidian slab you can hear still continuing to fire as the mage hand is sort of just drifting as as far as you can just round the corner and again it's very impressive how they can shoot these arrows at the hand without touching the goggles at all the goggles Mm. are unscathed which means we definitely cannot put these on until these columns <laughs> shut down. Well, hang on a minute. It's, is it just the two that are behind the wall now? Yeah, so putting it between the two. Yeah, do you want to get rid of those golems and then put the goggles on? Or do you okay, want to put sure. the goggles on while they're still alive? Well, should mm. kill the golems first or destroy them. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. It seems to be working. Mm. Go for it. Yeah, I'll just um, rotate it again. Can I have some of that popcorn? <laughs> yeah, I've got some fizzy drinks as well. <laughs> we like all peeking either side of the obsidian wall watching these two <laughs> go- golems like shoot at each other. Yeah, and Enkidu, obviously you'll have to slightly peek around the side just to yeah. move the mage hand into into position. Again, they, d- they don't seem to be firing at you at all. So whilst it is worrying to see like the force and the power of these these crossbow bolts flying across the rooms, you, you're actually pretty safe. So again, uh, once once the uh, the mage hand is is in position that they're they're hitting each other, it takes about two rounds of crossbow bolts, and the third golem powers down, leaving just one in the in the corner, continually firing at the at the at the goggles. I'll move it so the the goggles aren't like facing us. Do you know what I mean? Like move it away, like just in case it comes in our direction. Shall we deal with this final golem? Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Oh, firebolted again. I'll pick up the box of popcorn. So the, the mage hand has moved so that it's... And then Kido's sort of like peeking around one end of the uh, the obsidian slab whilst everyone else has moved around the other. <laughs> <laughs> that way, guys. Are we rolling attacks? Yeah, yeah, if you want to fire some attacks at this thing. Yeah. Uh, non-natural 20. Yeah. Nice. That hits. Yeah. Oh, does it count as surprise? Because it's not focused on... No, no, no. no unfortunately <laughs> not. No. <laughs> I think it knows we're here. I ro- How is that possible? I rolled three ones on my damage dice. Oh my god. Oh. I literally rolled three ones. So three points of fire damage. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'll, I'll add it in. Hey. It, it was a natural 20 as well, wasn't it? No, unnatural 20. Unnatural oh, sorry. 20. Unnatural. Oh, no, unfortunate. No. I'll add it on. 11 to hit. Just checking. 11 doesn't hit, unfortunately. Okay. Fair enough. If I'm using my attack and my extra attack, my second attack is a. 22. 22 does hit, yes. 
Uh, and Gaius, are you? Um, I'm not going to shatter, but I will um, do a bit quick bit of percussion on the obsidian wall. <laughs> and then the last one, I will smack it against the obsidian wall, and then it will reverberate and hit the other golem with a thunderclap, which will be nice. six points of thunder damage. Does it need to make a save? Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is just an 11. Takes that full six then. <laughs> six points of damage. And what was your the damage? Five Gwendolyn? points of piercing damage from Gwendolyn's dart. Yeah. Nice. Cool. It's uh, still standing. So if you all want to do another round of attacks. Firebolt again. Uh, but again, it is very distracted. Can I shout boo at it to try and surprise it? <laughs> Sneak attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn into a rogue. Inspired by Orin, though, Juna, who was getting ready to cast Word of Radiance, is going to shout boo at it. <laughs> she wouldn't nice. say boo to a goose. Oh, wait, no, we don't have a goose. Uh, oh. Uh-oh. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Aggie's still molten. Um, 14 to hit. 14 doesn't hit, unfortunately. Um, constitution saving throw against Juno's boo. Ooh, it is a 18 for the constitution save. Yeah, it passes. Uh, one of my attacks was a natural one, but the other was a 10, so that's 15 to hit. 15 doesn't hit either. Oh, Ooh. man. Or rather, the uh, the Ooh. firebolt and the, the dart, they do seem to collide with this, with this statue golem, but yeah, it just doesn't. It just seems to bounce off of it. It doesn't seem to do any any apparent damage. Uh, Gaius, are you doing anything else? Gaius will slap again. <laughs> and smash it off with another uh, thunderclap. So, need constitution saving throw. I'll be honest, that, <laughs> that noise combined with the words smash that. <laughs> <laughs> smash that. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sure, how much damage are you doing? <laughs> Six points of damage. I'm consistent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it rolled really low as well. So, okay, cool, another six points of damage. Um, can I ask, with a, with a saving throw, is the damage only halved if it says in the spell it's halved? Yeah, so if it's a cantrip, well, it doesn't so. half. Thank you, Ben. Mm-hmm. I think I've never been uns- unsuccessful with Word of Radiance, or I would have asked that question sooner. Mm. Interesting. Because yeah. you just admit Radiance, Vicky. <laughs> yeah. It's not me, it's Juna. Yes, yeah, so I think most leveled spells do half that damage. I think most as do, cantrip. as a general rule, I think. That's fair. But cantrips, if, if they fail, they just fizzle into nothing. Scraping the barrel with spells. <laughs> yeah, this golem is continuing to fire at the, at the goggles, so... Firebolt! <laughs> Again, you can keep going until until you've you, you've knocked it down. Natural 17! 28. No, 26. 26 Sorry. hits. Yeah. I roll better. 17 points of fire damage. Uh, and that is enough. Yeah. That's a total lie. 27 points of fire damage. Oh, that's wow. definitely enough then. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Dust. Makes up my three ones on the previous round. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, with uh, with that last firebolt, sort of, especially that, that amount of damage, uh, colliding with it, you can see Orange parts just of finished it. adjusting it. It slightly exposed his face a bit more than he was like, "Well, okay, okay." <laughs> um, and it, you can see that because uh, of the way that the damage that you've done already, and this crossbow bolt sticking out of it from the other golem, the uh, the flames do like just melt the end of the crossbow enough that it stops firing and like it's just juddering in the corner until it stops completely. Mage hand once again 
freaking uh, genius spell. Yeah, so good. That was that was brilliant strategy as well. All of that. Yeah, yeah, that was so yeah. clever. Yeah. Nicely done, team. Nice work, Enkidu. I did set this up thinking I could accidentally kill someone in this, so <laughs> oh. I, hope, I hope they think strategically. Oh, no. <laughs> Which did so good. But yeah, well, what are you all doing? Gwendolyn goes and collects all of her darts. The goggles come over, and I just drop them in Aaron's hands. Oh, thank you. I look at the statues while I'm holding them. <laughs> just check that they're not coming to life again. Uh, you can see that uh, as you sort of look at each one, they are almost trying to, but they are so broken at this point that like even any like little shudders put you on edge, but they're, they're not. They're out of action. Really tempted to repair them, but probably shouldn't. No. I'll put on the goggles. <laughs> as he does that, guy shouts, boom! <laughs> <laughs> I jump. <laughs> As you put the goggles on, a diagram appears on the side of the obsidian slab. <sighs> Obviously, sort of, you try it, you lift the goggles up, put the goggles down, and like you can't see it at all, but you can see it through the goggles. What you can see is a golden box with a lightning bolt inside of it. Leading out of the box is a horizontal copper line that passes through a vertical red line and stops at a vertical silver line. That's all I see? That's all you see. Is it coming out of one side of the box, David, or both sides of the box? Uh, just one side of the mm-hmm. of the box. I obviously explain what I'm seeing and draw a little diagram. <laughs> so I wonder if the box is the ending of the reaction, and what we need to do is find the silver, which would then connect to the rest of it. Well, hang on. So we got copper conducts electricity, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did we use all the spools that we've found in various places? No, I don't think we did. Spools of what, sorry? We found wire earlier on in... The room with the walls? Yeah, what kind of wire? Uh, was it copper wire? I don't know, actually. I think you took it with you as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think we so. did. I think we got four clamps. Yeah, we wanted So to. yeah, you pull it out and it is it is uh, copper wire with two clamps. Two clamps, sorry. Okay, but what's like the battery? What's the, uh, what's the box with the lightning bolt inside it? Well... Hang on a minute, there's red. Would red be like life force, as in blood, and uh, silver be in metal? There's a silver plaque thing in the piston room. Mm, yeah. On the floor. And that had, in the piston room, David, did it had li- it had little connectors, didn't it, in the piston yeah, room? Yeah, it had two silver rods on either side of a silver sigil. If the gold box with the lightning in is the device in the horrible bubble sphere room, mm. and the red line is the red door... Mm. that leads into it and the silver line is the thing in the piston room that makes sense to me yeah 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 red so the red room is the is the red line so basically you have to pass the threshold of red to get to the battery yeah Yeah. i mean it's gold on one side and red on the other so Mm. it's not just red but yeah and there were connectors in that room weren't there yeah Mm -hmm. should we give it a go yeah can we get out of this room are the doors open? Are you still wearing the goggles? Yes. Uh, then no, the doors are not unlocked. Okay, so if we put down the goggles and back at, back where they were, then maybe the no, room I'm will open up. No, I'm not going to take off the goggles. I'm sure that won't make any difference at all. I'll just keep them on the whole time. <laughs> I'll take off the goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Did we look on the other side of the wall just to check? Oh, good shout. Gwen, do you want to have a look? Okay. I'll pass you the goggles. Gwendolyn excitedly puts on the goggles and looks on the other side of the wall. Um, you actually see a completely different diagram on this side of the wall. Oh! Oh, <gasps> <laughs> well done, Gwen. Well, that's a good thing we checked. <laughs> that was... I was about to let you walk out of the room with only half the information. It says, don't do what I what, what you were just thinking of doing, otherwise you'll blow up the whole place. 
<laughs> so on this side of the uh, the obsidian slab, what you see is a purple box with a black circle inside of it. And leading out from the black circle is a horizontal copper line that passes through a vertical blue line and stops at a vertical silver line. So like the same as what you did before, but with the circle in the box? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very similar diagram, except rather than having a gold box with a lightning bolt and the, the, the horizontal copper line coming from the box, you've got a purple box with a black circle in the middle of it and the copper line leads to the black circle. And then comes out of that purple box? That's it. Uh, passes through a vertical blue line and stops at a vertical silver line. Gwendolyn has explained this to the group and, like Orin, tried to draw a diagram, but it's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, black sphere, I think that might be your big ball, Gaius. Oh, yeah, that's mm. true. Hey, uh, Orin, you were telling me the other day about a thing like circuits. I didn't know what the word meant, but is, is this kind of what you meant? Yeah, like connecting up stuff with, with wires and things. Like, yeah, link stuff together. Purple. What have we seen that's purple? Was the acid purple? Was it pink? Over the drawbridge. I can confirm that it was purple, yes. Mm. Mm. Well remembered. And if the acid is purple, then the blue door is between the purple and the silver. Yeah. Mm. Maybe the silver sigil, we haven't seen another silver sigil anywhere else. Maybe that's the exit. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we have to tie the copper around this ball and chuck it into the acid. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There is. David, do I know about like electrolysis and stuff? Make an intelligence check. <laughs> I know Ben does because I asked him this question a little while ago. Ben <laughs> discussed it with the DM, so I don't want to metagame this. Uh, that Just a plain intelligence. Um. Yeah, there's not really a science check, really, is there? So we'll just say, yeah, straight intelligence. Cool. 18. 18. Then yes, yeah. Um, again, with um, with Orin's uh, history in engineering and sort of different The fact he's played things. by Ben. And yeah, he's yeah. played by uh, <laughs> someone who is much more versed in that than I am. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you are aware that that is, a, that is a thing. Okay, so there is a thing that sometimes, like, if you put, like, a metal, like, rod in a solution of a certain, like, type, you can actually make a circuit with that um so that acid might act as like the solution that we need and then as you say guy we we tie this the the wire around uh, one end of this metal thing pop it in the solution that might act as sort of half of a well it might act as like an anode or a cathode uh, and then wire it up. <laughs> someone's <laughs> using his degree <laughs> you say that in such a seductive tone there Oren <laughs> how do we get the mixture like how, how do we physically like move it I think we just put the ball in the acid from the look of the diagram yeah I don't think we have to move it just sink the ball into yeah. it yeah yeah pop it in roll that bad boy in yeah we've got enough copper wire haven't we we got two, we got had two cables of copper, didn't we? Anybody remember? Yeah, we had two two. We got uh, one hundred and fifty feet of copper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that should be enough, right? Yeah. Oh, we had four clamps, so we can cut it. I suppose two clamps. Two clamps. Oh, yeah. Which... Oh, but we can tie it. Maybe. Did I say the two? rooms are each about sixty foot, aren't they? Yeah, so, sixty foot. We're trying to get it from the silver thing right over to the machine. That's sixty hundred. Oh, no, do you know what? I keep saying two clamps, but you are all correct. It is four clamps. I'm very sorry. Oh. It is four clamps. I should read my own notes. So the silver <laughs> bit is the middle of the circuit, essentially. Well, it's not really a circuit as such, but it's the middle of the um. Uh... It's where one diagram meets the other, yeah. essentially, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What we're trying to power up? Would that be the right word, Ori? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Should we try it then? I think yeah. so. Let's do yeah. it. Okay, right. We proceed to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So um, are you all working on different parts separately or are you just going to work through each section of it sort of together? I like think staying maybe as a group, we basically. should stay as a group. <laughs> Coming from you, Miss Eppel. Yeah. Well, yeah. What a suggestion. Yeah. Just in case the door's shut and we have to do something all over again. Yeah. Gwendolyn just kind of whispers to uh, Juno, like, maybe we should not let Engidu go into the other room uh with all the creatures it might yes not, definitely yes um just for now yeah actually maybe we should split up <laughs> why don't we take care of the battery room and um why don't you deal with the with the ball and the acid okay yeah okay right okay we proceed to do so um uh, cool so as you uh, each head off through the doors uh, Gaius, Orin, and Enkidu, as you enter through a blue door into the room with the uh, the acid pit, you cross over a drawbridge. Can one of you make a sleight of hand check, please, to try and tie the copper yes, please. wire around the this this ball? Fifteen. Fifteen. Brilliant. Just out of interest, uh, were we able to take the goggles out of the room, or if we try and take the goggles out of the room, does the door not... They have to be returned to the table as a good check, though. I reluctantly return the goggles to the table. <laughs> you, yeah, and Kidu sits down, gets the copper wire, starts tying it as much as he can around this ball. Who's going to deal with the other end of it? I suppose, Orin, if you've seen the... Um... Oh, if someone needs to go into the, the silver plate, I'll head yeah. there. Well, Enkidu's tying the other end on. And I believe the way you left it is that the blue and red doors were open anyway. Oh, isn't that good? We did. That is. That was very nifty. So you don't have to worry about reordering the doors. Those two are already accessible. So you, yeah, you move through and you start tying the end of it to a clamp and the clamp onto the the, the metal rod there. Junior and Gwendolyn, you actually realise as you reach that other room that one of the cables is long enough by itself. Whilst uh, you've got two, you've got one going to a green door to keep it open and one to the gold door to keep it open. Uh, you realise actually as long as the gold door is open, you can use the other one and pass that through to Orin as well. Oh, so it doesn't matter if the green door shuts is what you're saying. Exactly. Oh, that's a bit handy. Yeah. So you um, yeah, you start passing that through the pistons uh, toward Orin and that just leaves somebody to roll the, the sphere into the acid. Okay. Well, I'm here, so I guess I don't, I don't mind doing it. Don't get splashed. <laughs> use your shield. <laughs> Gwendolyn shouts from across all the way from the sphere room. Shield, shield. Not the new one I bought you. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you uh, edge up uh, to the acid and like roll this thing, this this big black sphere into it, uh, almost straight away there is a crackling of energy uh, and lightning around this ball as it's like fizzing in the acid. And you and Gaius have to step out of the way as the copper wire itself becomes electrified and you can see little sparks like dancing along it. Orin sat at the uh, silver plate. Can you make a dexterity saving throw, please? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I did not roll well, guys. Oh, That's no. a five. <laughs> oh, no. Cool. I'll let you know what happens when uh, anybody goes to look at you. Orin disappears. <gasps> yeah, everyone, as you're stood separated in the uh, in the two rooms. How's it going in there, Orin? 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 Is anything happening? I mean, he's quiet, but he's not usually that quiet. Hey, buddy, where are you? Gwendolyn runs to the centre to try and find Orin. Ah, oh, mm. boy. And it takes a it takes a moment to squeeze through, and you see that the uh, the silver sigil, the little crawl space, has opened up into a chute. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes, and Guy will jump down. Yeah, I'm jumping down that chute. If it's taken Orin, we yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So as you all sort of go one after the other, uh, Orin 
as you were completely unexpecting that, uh, you do take six points of bludgeoning damage there. as you sort of bounce down this chute ow, rather ow, than ow, sliding ow, down ow, it. Ow, ow. You're about hmm. to take more bludgeoning damage in a second. Oh no! <laughs> Guys are gonna land on top of you. Yeah. And as you can hear, everybody's voices like echoing down this slide after you. Mm. You do yeah. think to move out of the way? Yeah. Oh. I was yeah. gonna have one last tra- check for K before I slid down, but. Oh yeah, I mean you're welcome to, Enkidu. As everybody else has said, they've dived yeah. down. You can yeah. do a quick check just there. Yeah, I feel like this is the end of this part of this maze. Just in case he left, I see nothing. What? Oh, Enkidu no. <laughs> is so I was blind. trying to read whether that was good no, or hot, like high or low. Yeah. <laughs> it was a two, so that means it's a Whoa. one. Oh, <laughs> an unnatural okay. one. I can imagine <laughs> almost as you're uh, as you're like. Everyone has just like sort of jumped down this slide, this chute. You're like, oh, maybe there's like something written just on the like inside of it, and you stick your head down and just lose your grip. And just <laughs> <laughs> so Enkidu's gone down head first. Yeah. Everyone else came down feet first. <laughs> Why did you come down head first? <laughs> I was uh, looking for clues. <laughs> you all find yourselves in. A very small room. Mm. It's sort of 10 foot by 10 foot. Mm. Still brass. They've got a style. They like to stick to it. There are um, padded benches along opposite walls. And in the centre of the room is a a long table that uh, has got various uh, tools and potions all clearly marked um, on it. The, uh, the potions all say healing. Uh, and on the opposite wall to the shoot's entrance, other words, congratulations, you have completed your first test. If you require urgent medical assistance, please use the supplied materials to recuperate here. Erida will join you in 12 hours. There's a, a countdown underneath it. First oh, test. Um, um, Erida. <laughs> oh, wow. Um... Erida? Erida is written in capital letters as well, so it really stands out. Oh, hang oh, on. No. Oh, Erida, sorry. Erida Wingthrop. Oh, she was the first God. member of the... Yeah, yeah. it's audio. How would she read? She's warforged. Um, no. She... 12 <laughs> hours, that's such a weird time. It's 12 hours. Well, you drink the potions, it knocks you the fuck out. <laughs> you wake up dead. Also, that, <laughs> like, that's the there. first test. Erida will That's the you. first test. It took two months. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Oh gosh! It took two months. Oh. <laughs> two months. Oh. Well, the listeners would be like, "It's two months." <laughs> I mean, for them, yeah. The next, ch- the next test might be just something really simple, like an arithmetic paper, guys. Well, the next test is drinking these bottles. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is the next. Yeah. Um, Gwendolyn wants to go and investigate the words. Mm-hmm. They're written in like blue arcane writing like the uh the countdown there is a, a sort of a countdown underneath them that is ticking away and it's a similar blue writing to the same that appeared on the golem's face in Ferrisine's courtyard mm. uh, a similar sort of styling does this remind anybody else of the uh the face we saw in in Ferrisine's courtyard same sort of glowy oh, yeah. yeah did Erida can create these trials for future wingthrops yeah um a little off topic, but not quite. Uh, sorry, no, I'm, I'm Vicky asking this on behalf of Gina. The countdown, does mm. it in any way, shape or form resemble the countdown that we saw in Kral's cave to get to the mirrors? Oh. No. 
Oh, okay. No, it is this uh, feels more like a clock okay. than something terrifying like that. No, <laughs> I think I'm a little bit concerned that we are in a position where we are not going to now be like observers. We're not going to be like espionage <laughs> people who are like watching from afar what the Winthrops are up to. We are actually going to be speaking to the head honcho herself. If she's still alive. Well, the writing suggests so. But she might have set this up as a thing when she was alive and it's just still being used. Well, what we can probably guarantee is that in 12 hours, we're going to find out. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. (laughs) Yes. Um, Do you have a legitimate cover though? Yeah. Uh, Two of you are Winthrops. Yeah. Look over a guy. I mean, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. He's kind of weird. I'm going to just like hold Oren's face and just be like looking at him really intensely. (laughs) Do I see any family resemblance? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've known him for how long? (laughs) Make an insight check. Oh my gosh. Roll for family tree. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nature check, right? A tree check. Insight. That's going to be nine. Nine. It doesn't look uh, like anything like your siblings. No. I look intently at that guy. I mean, you're welcome to make a check as well. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what you... Half his face is covered with the mask. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, right? Uh, insight. That's a 17. 17. There is something about his cheeks, his cheekbones similar. <laughs> Stare at his cheeks. There's something about the shape of his lips that's not too different from your own. Yeah. If you squinted, you could see it. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe very, very, very distant relatives. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just a glitch or like a, you, you, you used that word the other day. Like if, if, if there's like a malfunction in one of your like little machines or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's glitching. Yeah. It's a big family, I guess, at this point. Yours. I don't know. I mean, the Wingthrops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, ours. They said they, you know, span far and wide. And also there's all of these Wingthrops that end up running away or get chucked out because they're not good enough yeah because they failed the test or yeah i don't know who my dad is that's something i've just got his middle name that's all well i've got his name as my middle name oh what's your middle name Findigolf. 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 yeah that's nice gaius Findigolf. the master <laughs> what's your surname julius gaius, gaius Findigolf. Findigolf. julius julius, julius. The master. Mm. That's a lot of letters. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is. It is. But it's fabulous, like me. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, besides the point, um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he's related to me somehow through my dad's side, uh, through Findergolf's side. But yeah, anyway, like, ugh, I don't know. David, have I ever heard of any Findergolfs or Juliuses? Uh, just going to say a flat no. Yep, that's fine. Unfortunately, from your, <laughs> nope, from nope, your background. Nope. nope. I wasn't expecting to have. No. Wow. It could be. We just don't know, do we? Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Hello there, Twain Tiders. I'm rocking the sultry tones of a cold for today's bit in the middle, so hopefully I don't send you to sleep. But if I do, sweet dreams. Now, if you haven't already, do go and check out our bonus content. You'll see it available in your podcast feed. There's Superfan Chats, a show where some of our marvellous superfans 
get together and recap recent episodes whilst discussing their fan theories. Very useful if you want a bit of a refresher on the last few episodes. I must say they sum up going through the maze brilliantly. We also have No Small Questions, where members of the cast answer your questions about the characters, our story and their love for D&D. This month, it's time to quiz Daryl and Vicky. So start deciding on what you want to ask them about Juna and Enkidu. We'll be recording on the 17th of June at 8pm BST, so be sure to get your questions to us by then. As usual, Patreons will be invited to join us live in the Zoom. So if you want to join in the fun, head to patreon.com forward slash no small roles to find out more. Talking of Patreon, we have a new supporter. Big thanks and big roles to Tony K. We hope you enjoy your extra No Small Roles content. Subscribing to Patreon is one way to get more No Small Roles love in your life. Another is to check us out when we guest on other shows. Coming up on the 9th of June, Daryl, David and I join One in Twenty for their one-shot adventure, An Icy Rescue. We had a lovely time recording with the One in Twenty crew, so go and check out our game with them. You'll find a link to their YouTube page in our show notes, and if you want to follow them on social media, they are at one in 20 TTG. And if you want to see members of the No Small Roles cast in real life, you can. By coming to see the shows we are in this summer. For some silliness, shenanigans and Shakespeare, Open Bar Theatre will be touring the south of England with Love's Labour's Lost and As You Like It. And if you're looking for a show for the whole family to enjoy, check out the magical Dragons and Mythical Beasts. Links to tickets and tour dates for all three of these productions can be found in the show notes and on our social media. Which you probably know by now, but just in case, we are at No Small Roles on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook by searching No Small Roles, and you can join us on Discord by following the link in the show notes. Oh, there's so much in the show notes today. We were absolutely thrilled to see a new review this week oh it makes us so happy from hashtag dwindling fabulosa for life who else could that be but the amazing jeremy cobb so big shout out to jeremy and of course his awesome podcast three black halflings if you haven't checked them out yet then obviously you just don't listen to me so go check them out Thank you, Jeremy. We are absolutely honoured to be one of the podcasts you listen to regularly. That makes us very happy. But do you know what's going to make you happy, dear Twain Tide loving folks? Me saying that's all from me for now. Let's get you back to the story. David, do these uh, potions that are in the room, do they look like the same sort of consistency colour as our uh, healing potion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look identical. Same smell? Uh, Yeah, you pop one open give both like your one and that one a, a whiff smells similar what do you guys think these legit yeah probably i can't imagine they'd want to get you here to then just poison you would they that would seem counterproductive you've passed the tests now drink poison 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Uh, so are we just going to, like, relax here for 12 hours? Maybe. What are all these tools as well? You said there are tools on the table. Uh, yeah, there are uh, various... Uh, some of them look more surgical. Surgical? Yep, some of them look a little bit more... For one better description, the kind of tools you'd use to fix your own gadgets, Orin. You've, you have similar tools about... Like tinkers you, tools, actually. Sort of tinkers tools, exactly. Yeah, some, like, the more basic smithing tools. We're just sitting around? Yeah. And there's nothing else in the room? There's nothing else in the room. The two padded benches. They look comfortable enough to sleep on. We have found the green room. <laughs> <laughs> I guess healing potions are delicious then. Um, this is the thing I see. Uh, I might just borrow these tools. <laughs> yeah, use them. Sure. And rest? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think June has already sort of plonked down on the sofa, sort of with her head bobbing from side to side. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you all do for the next 12 hours? Shall we take a watch each and have yeah. a nice rest up? So, yeah, don't feel secure enough not to have people on watch. Yeah. No yeah. way. The tools, David. Yeah, yeah. I want to know about the tools as well. Mm. I mean, are they, is it literally like a whole set of Smith's tools and like a whole set of tinkering tools or is it just sort of bits and pieces or...? Bits and pieces. Um, rather annoyingly, there doesn't seem to be a full set of anything that you can nab. But there's there's things that you could augment your own tools with already. And the more you sort of consider it all, yeah, you come to the conclusion that these are here to fix anything that people have broken, maybe, uh, through the tests. Yeah. Okay. It's like a little temporary workbench almost. Hmm. Well, let's have a rest then. Um, I've got a teapot uh, to repair. I don't mind taking the first watch. I wouldn't mind having a quick look at a couple of stuff. Yeah, I don't mind sitting up. To start with, yeah, I wouldn't mind DM just like having a look around at like, is there just a way we could open a door and walk out? Uh, make an investigation check as you're sort of looking around once everyone's having a little rest. <gasps> oh, was investigation mm-hmm. unnatural 21? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, what you do realize, uh, first of all, as you're sort of exploring, that there does seem to be a kind of vibration and a grinding noise just outside of the room and. On the wall with the writing, uh, it doesn't seem to be as uh, the seams, the seams, the corners that connect the the walls and the floors together don't seem to be as tight around that wall. So you can imagine that that entire thing can open. That you can't see a way to do it, especially even with a twenty one. Like, and you push it, and it doesn't feel like it can move. But you can imagine that that entire wall can move. Cool. I think I think we're in here, Orin, aren't we? Till. Till whatever happens, happens. I think so. I just was wondering if this is something we could have just walked away from, but we can't. I think we're in it now. We're in it now, yes. Yeah, I think one way or another we're going to see who turns up in 11 hours, 47 minutes, 20 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Just so we're clear, because I'm just curious, is this some sort of like trick in that this is the second test? To show initiative, you have to use these tools to get out of the room. Because why would they leave the tools here? Well, I think they've left the tools here because if you've brought in your contraptions and stuff and they've got a bit busted up, he looks at Aggie, (laughs) (laughs) during the first part of the test, they're giving you a chance to make some repairs. Okay. Health potions to repair you, tools to repair your your toys. And would these uh, potions recover strength that you can't recover from resting for 12 hours? That doesn't make sense. I suppose if you came in really injured and just need a quick pick-me-up before a nap. Oh, yeah, if you were really, really... Like, if, I don't know, you were clumsy and you hadn't noticed, like, a hole open up in the floor, just for example, and then you fell through it. I mean, just as a, for instance, (laughs) I don't know anyone that would do that. But, you know, if if that had happened, maybe you'd want something. Well, it's really good that that didn't happen to any of us. 
<laughs> I would laugh for days if that had happened to one of us. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit the hay then in that case. Yeah. yeah. Before Enkidu turns in. How many benches? Four, you say? Uh, two, two they're, but they're... They're about ten feet long yeah. each, so there is sort of space for for two people to sort of to to lie down on. Can I investigate them? Just have a look, see if there's any scratchings or anything on them. Absolutely, they're mimics. I love the paranoia. <laughs> the benches <laughs> eat you. <laughs> it's a six. No, there's no uh, there's no messages from Kay in this room. Doesn't seem anything odd or out of place or dangerous about these things. They're just cushioned, padded benches. All right. Is there anything on the table that I could use to cast Find Familiar? <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately okay. not. It's no herbs and things. Okay. So not everything can be like got back that was lost in this cube. That's interesting. <laughs> she says with a laugh. I don't know if they were expecting sorcerers to be in here so much. Mm. Maybe. I think you might be a surprise. Oh, so, Orin, how are you feeling about all of this? Um, I'm kind of, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a bit, well, now we're here, and it turns out that Guy and me are related to them in some way. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to know a bit more now. I mean, never mind what Scholar Heron Ilwin wanted us to do. Like, who knows what, like, what else we might find out, like, about, what about us? About me and Guy. Yeah. I guess I'll set out to try and find out where I was from and I thought I might find that up much further north but we might have stumbled into finding out something a bit further south than I was expecting yeah be kind of nice to know that's good to know yeah so it's kind of fascinating cool yeah yeah how are you Uh, feeling about sorry no you what I no I I I I, do, I don't feel right about those creatures no. in the bubbles. And um, I think at some point we're going to need uh, to get to the bottom of that, aren't we? And, yeah. And, and find out what's happening. It does make me feel uneasy about these. And she points to the caddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The battery. Actually, that's a good point. Should we yeah. just have a quick look at them? Just check that they're still okay in there? Well, the others yeah. are asleep. I mean, they know about them now anyway, yeah. but... Uh... Yeah. Yes, have a look. So yeah, we will quickly like take them out. Yeah, they seem they seem as you've as you've left them. They don't seem damaged in any way. Mm. I wonder. Mm, no, maybe I should. Uh, also, actually, I'm going to have a little look at this as well. Can I also pull out the detect? Uh, sorry, dispel magic wand, and just sort of suss out if I can yes. tell anything about its properties as well. If I sort of have a play with it for a few minutes as well, I've not got identify or anything. Um. Yeah, I mean, you constructed it, so it. What? I'm, what? What? What do, do I want to know about? Um, it casts a spell magic. Does it have a set number of charges? Does it? Um, oh, that kind does of it thing. Oh, I see. Recharge? I see. I see, I see. Does it? Uh, yeah. So you have a quick look at it, uh, and you reckon you could probably, with that small battery, cast it three times before it would have to like recharge itself a little bit again. Good to know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about the creatures and things. I guess I hadn't really been thinking about it till Enkidu sort of pointed it out mm. i think i got a bit carried away yeah, with everything well, we else. were in there for a reason you know it's uh easily done but i think uh i, I think you're right we sort of we're in it now aren't we yeah and maybe we can do something about the creatures and I'm, i feel a bit weird about using the batteries and stuff now but 
Yeah. Maybe there's a way we can sort them out for something else. I've, I'm going to think on it, but I've had a couple of ideas. Okay. Um, June is going to take herself off. I haven't have IDM. Um, mm. What I want to do is message Ginger. Yeah. Weirdly, I have one third level spell slot left. I don't know mm-hmm. how that even happened. To just message if she can. I think she can. I don't know where we are. Um, and just, I don't think I've said this before, but correct me if I haven't, I've just forgotten. Um, just to say, what do you think about these Winthrop and this Erida Winthrop? P.S. No messages left after this. Um, as you cast the spell, you can feel yourself sort of sending these words out, but you also very definitely feel like they do not connect. Oh, oh God. Well, this is a weird wood, isn't it? That we're in forests. Mm. Yeah, there's a barrier around us, above yeah. ground. You right, Juno? I just tried to send a message, and it's not going. And that's weird. Oh. Um, well, yeah, we might be insulated here where we are. Yeah, it doesn't feel nice. No. <laughs> i tell you that. A bit like that machine that uh, was in that shed. That anti-magic machine. Yeah. Can I just hold Orin's hand and cast Guidance to see if that works? To see if any, like, magic is working? Oh, yeah. That seems to work. Huh, that's weird. Do you feel that, Orin? Yeah. Yeah. Not all magic, just... I feel warm like a cup of tea. <laughs> just it stops it leaving out the perimeter. Yeah, it rather does. Than within here. Mm. Good to know. We are we are in here. Yeah. Until we're told to leave. Until that thing counts down. Oh, Orin. I've not felt like this before. It's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> As the two of you um, sort of continue your watch, continue chatting away, who's taking next watch? I will. Mm-hmm. I will. Guys and Gwendolyn? Yeah, you sort of tap Orin and Juno out and the two of you uh, sort of stretch yourselves a little bit, pace around again. It's not it's not that large a room, so it's, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable. You get to know the walls very well over the 12 hours. Are you chatting about anything or are you just sort of working on your own little things? Guys is working on his loot quite intensely not looking at Gwendolyn <laughs> you know we're going to have to talk about your sister at some point his shoulders like tense up a little bit still not looking I, the name Treya has it's been ringing around in my head it's a bit frosty uh, but I feel like we've come into contact with that name uh, when we were at Berrien Fields there was a note from the Hex <sighs> yeah yeah um my uh my sister's got some leeway when it comes to uh things underground and criminal so it runs in the family and uh yeah I'd rather not get a involved in anything to do with her really when you say has some leeway and you said your mother was the head of some important things you mean like the boss um yeah uh and he's gonna like grimace as he admitted that and he'll just go yeah um he'll look at the everyone else sleeping and just Okay, listen. The thing is, I trust you, Gwen. And I trust these guys here, but 
I don't want to tell him something that could be dangerous. I don't want to tell you something that could be dangerous, okay? And the reason why I'm not keen to share my family is because I'm scared of them. I wasn't scared of my mom. My mom's dead, obviously. But I'm scared of my sister and my two brothers. Are they the ones that um, that that hurt you? Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, he takes the mask off. They say family is supposed to protect you, you know. But, uh, yeah, this was their doing. Mom was in charge, and she was really good at her job. And she, you know, she was, you know, a person to be feared, a person to be respected. She was, you know, considered, like, godmother to, like, loads of people. And, um, I was her favorite. And I was kept out of the family business. You know, I was tutored. I was uh, encouraged in all things arts. And my brothers and sisters, they never trusted or liked the fact that I was mom's favorite. And, and then one day, I... One day I find myself in an alleyway with my brother telling me that mom's dead and that the hex are involved and that they killed mom and they wanted me out of the picture then. And then he stabbed me. I looked down and I just saw his hand in my belly, red blood running down his hands And the weirdest thing was that when he pulled it out, he did it again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and he slashed my face, slashed me, and told me that's what my other brother and sister, what my siblings wanted, kicked me into the sewers, and I got washed up outside of civilization. And I, you know, Oren says he's looking for something, but I'm looking away from something. I want to get away. And if they ever find out that I'm alive, I used to be scared for me, but now I'm scared for all of you. Oh, guy, I'm so sorry. Gwendolyn puts her arms around him and just gives him a really gentle hug if he allows her. Yeah, he does. I'm so sorry, Guy. It's okay. It's okay. You've got us now. And hopefully, we can be a family to you. And I I do think you should tell the others when you feel ready. Because uh, I know that each and every one of them will be on your side. Especially against the Hex. Can I tell you the biggest secret that I've got, Gwen? Of course is that I'm not just running away, I think, from them. I've been running away from myself and from an idea that's been in my head for a while now. This happened, you know, only like a year or so ago. And the idea that I've been running from and, you know, lying to myself about is that I don't think the Hex killed my mom. And he will just clench his fist and not say another word because he doesn't want to say what he thinks. Gwendolyn understands what he thinks. And she holds him tighter. We're going to protect you guys. And then he just sinks into her hug like melted butter. Just have a really big long hug in silence. 
yeah, with that uh, sort of the revelation shared between the two of you, it is quite a, a comforting atmosphere afterwards. It's also not tense. But whilst you don't necessarily want to talk about that anymore, there is that, that big old elephant in the room. But time passes, you sort of both busy yourselves with other things uh, and eventually sort of push Enkidu awake to just take the last bit of the watch. As the two of you rest up, Enkidu, are you doing anything with your with your last... Sort of by this point, it's, it's probably about two hours left of the waiting. Um, let's have a little inside check. Love that it's called the inside check. Inside yeah. check. <laughs> so yeah, good. roll a... Roll a d20. Natural 20. Oh my days. Oh yes! Said the words natural at the start of an inside check and everyone winces. (laughs) 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 It's a good one. Uh, As you sort of have this moment of peace Mm -hmm. and especially everything that you've seen and been through in these tests, as you reach inside to make a connection with anybody in there... Mm. Who is it specifically that you want to speak to? Uh, Gilgamesh. Yes! 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 That was what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gilgamesh fan right here. Yep. I can imagine that you're almost like perched at the end of the shoot because the beds, the, the the benches are taken up. Yeah. Um, and you're sort of you're just taking a moment to yourself, sat there like half meditating, but not quite fully sat on the floor, mm. and you just look up. And he is stood at the end of the table. Wow. Obviously, he's not popped up in quite a while. So what does he look like mm. for everybody? Um, so he's, he's quite tall, slim build, um, half elf. He's got like tan brown skin, um, long, um, straight black hair, no facial hair, dark eyes. Yeah, he's quite, he's quite, quite sure, sure of himself. Very confident air about him. He looks around a little bit, looks at his hands, looks up at you. Just again, very assuredly, strolls around the table like lifts you up by the shoulders and just gives you a massive hug. Oh, man. <laughs> and he just holds you there for a moment yeah. before sort of like coming back, holding your shoulders, looking you d- dead in the eye. Hmm. He's like, how are we? I think, I think, and like, you know, he, he sniffs a bit like, yeah, hold, holding it together. But yeah, I think, I think we're all right. Also, how am I here? <laughs> I haven't a clue. I'm still just shooting in the dark and then things happen well it's good to know it can happen yeah great to know it happened how do you feel uh normal well you're solid for one yes very solid uh don't know how long i'm gonna be out here but i feel like i'm this feels fine oh how do i look you look you're great to be honest yeah, i know but <laughs> <laughs> the thing about resting inside of your head kai is gives you a lot of time to properly recuperate and work on yourself because there's not much else to do in there so this is quite nice (laughs) he sort of almost like struts around the room a little bit Mm. (laughs) right what's the plan then what's the plan well i guess we've got to confirm a few things i think we're gonna meet erida wingthrop someone who crafted and is responsible for why things are the way they are now Mm. and get a few answers from her why have they written it in capitals? I don't think it's her as I imagine everyone thinks it is. No. It would be her, but not her. It's like, I'm not expecting a full flesh and blood. This is Erida Wingthrop from 400 years past, you know? Not like Crow. Not like Crow, I don't think. No way. I think he's mm. in that case to himself, but I, in her own way, she's preserved some part of herself. I don't know how. 
Me either. I've a question about the future, the far future, when we're all back to, you know, all of you are flesh and blood again, and we are free to do whatever we want. What do you want to do? He sort of pauses, stares at the wall a little bit longer, turns around and says, Well, the throne's empty now, isn't it? Yes, it is. And we should probably keep it empty until we're ready. And that's the plan. I'm happy for that. And the plan hasn't changed. You get us out. Yeah. We claim the throne. We sort this country out. Yeah. What about cleanup duty on the way? How do you mean? Well, it's going to take a long time for me to figure out how to get you all back. There's going to be obstacles. Well, I don't like the sound of that burying. No. Nope. So feel free to disrupt him as much as you like. Yeah. And uh, who's the other one? Time and Prevus. Hmm. Big of a mystery here. I'd say try and find a way to contact him. Yeah. I thought as much. That'd be the thing. Yeah. From what I heard side of you. He doesn't seem to want the monarchy at all. No, he wants to dissolve it. Replace it with something else. Sounds interesting. Well, perhaps if we can keep those two butting heads, yeah. and neither of them taking the throne, then once once we've solved this, yeah. then we can... And he vanishes. <sighs> and he looks around quickly <laughs> at the others, like... <laughs> <sighs> that was more than enough. More than enough. As you sort of sit there, thinking about that, even that brief conversation. Time comes round, everybody else wakes up. You all set about, have a little bit of food, and sort of eat some of your rations whilst you're waiting. I power up Aggie 3, by the way, who I worked on last night. Mark 3. Mark 3. So yeah, as uh, Aggie 3 makes her appearance, (laughs) uh, and everybody's eating, you watch as the, the timer gets to the last minute, and it counts down to the last 30 seconds the last ten. And as it hits zero, the words disappear. There is a grinding that reverberates under all of you, and the entire wall just lifts up, slowly, to reveal a grand hall of dark stone floors and brass panelling across each of the walls in tessellating triangles. There are corridors branching off of this hall in different directions. There's a spiral staircase in the centre of it that winds its way up to uh, raised platforms of copper-coloured railings decorated with cogs and gears. And moving through all of this space uh, are a number of faceless golems back and forth, carrying boxes, carrying different materials. They don't seem to be interacting with each other. They're on very set paths, but they're crisscrossing. And sort of stepping out of one of the corridors, moving directly toward you, is a a woman, sort of mid-30s, maybe. Tan skin, green almond-shaped eyes, a black bob haircut in sort of a pinafore of sorts. She walks forward. She says, Hello, my name is Erida. Welcome to the Wingthrop Workshop. Hi. Greetings. Does she look like a human? Or like, or like a humanoid? Or does she... Make an insight check. Yeah. Can we, can we get advantage on that? We're all we're looking all at her. Yeah. <laughs> looking into that as well. Like, yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Oh, thank you for the advantage. That's a natural 20 for a 22. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Orin clocks it, shoots one look at everybody else, and everyone's like, yeah, this woman is a walking prosthetic. Oh my gosh. Hello. Hello. Well done for passing your first test. You have now been granted the rank of Recruit. That gives you access to wand production, applied med tech, and battery storage, as well as your own personal studios. Trespassing elsewhere will result in termination. Removing any designs or articles from the workshop, without a commander's permission, will also result in termination. You have been identified as the following. Gaius Vindegolf van der Kasteling, the Masked Bard. Orin Mirathquil, Mosquito, Volus Hemlock. 
Gwendolyn Lydia Marcus Rose, Carhilda, Enkidu Kai, Relicta, Mazoku, Juna Septhor. Is this correct? And that's where we're in the episode. What? Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. Oh, that is a lot oh of names, God. guys. What? Oh my that's gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, those name drops. <laughs> I need to listen wow. back to all those names immediately. Oh my gosh. That yeah. Delicious. Are they I know that is a slightly shorter names? episode, but that was rich. I, oh my gosh. it's too good a moment not to end on. That was Are so they sweet. everyone's full names? Yeah. Oh. Well, Gaius oh. lied, to, lied about his full name. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. Oh. His, his family. His, you said yeah. it, and I was like. Nah, I'm, I'm not gonna let that slide. I'm not gonna change this. <laughs> you flower plucker, you. <laughs> Such a flower plucker. You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master, Ben Galpin as Orin, Chris Watts as Gaius, Daryl Bailey as Enkidu, Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn. And Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.